The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm here with Catherine Tooley, one of our invaluable freelance writers at Idea Launch. And uh, Catherine, are you with us? Byron, thanks for having me today. Right on. Happy to have you on board. Thanks for all your hard work and working with us over literally the years, I believe. You've been with us for a while, haven't you? I have. My pleasure. <laughs> um, so I'm anxious to, to chat with you about a couple of things. It, it's, it's really important to uh, feel the groundswell amongst the freelance writing community that we're blessed in representing uh, and working with. Um, and I want about a number of things. One is what's the freelance writing environment out there? How are things going? And what are some great tips that you might share with other writers? Um, another issue that you can begin thinking about I want to get to next is this whole new FTC regulation mandating disclosure for paid blog assignments. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to your blog fans? Um, you know, does that put you in a precarious situation, being a paid for, for writer? So we'll have some fun talking about that. But before we do, tell us a little bit about your background, what, what, you're, what you're doing with your, with your illustrious career, and, and more. Sure, absolutely, Byron. Uh, I started freelance writing in 2002, kind of as a career transition from my former life, my younger life, when I was uh, actually a ballet dancer. Wow. So, yeah, big shift. <laughs> but as you get older in ballet, it's not quite as easy to maintain that level of, uh, shall we say, physical performance. And as I moved into my 30s, I thought, you know, it's time for me to look at another career. So I thought, well, you know, I've always enjoyed writing, and, and seriously, it was just as simple as that. I decided, well, I'm going to try and do this for a career, and I started with the subject that I knew intimately, which was dance. So I began writing for magazines such as Dance Teacher, Dance Spirit, Highland Dancer, and things like that in my area, built up some clips, and then moved from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another freelance writer that you have on board named Joe Wallace, Mm-hmm. and he was getting out of the military about the same time that I was starting to write, and he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do for a living, and I said, hey, well, why don't you become a writer like me? And he was kind of like, what, are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, no, try it, and he did. <laughs> and now we're both writers, and we both work for Life Tips, so that's the long and short of it, but we've also formed a blog for writers, uh, freelance writers in specific, called mm-hmm. FreelanceZone.com, that we work on together, so it's mm-hmm. been kind of an interesting journey because it started as a blog for beginning writers when we were beginning writers, and now it kind of services all manners of writers from beginning to intermediate to advanced writers. There's something for all of them there. So we share our experience as we've gone through this writing journey, and we've taken sort of different paths. Joe has done more web work than I, although that's changed mm-hmm. over the years as well because mm-hmm. that's kind of where mm-hmm. things are moving. 
uh, I'm fairly well established in the print world. So we bring different things to the table, and it's kind of fun to, to do the blog together as well. So that's mm-hmm. me in a nutshell. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and you know we're, we're huge fans of Joe's here as well, so we're so excited you guys teamed up to, to, to start Freelance Zone. Tell us a little bit about Freelance Zone and, and what, what, what kind of traffic you guys get over there and what kind of problems come at you with, with, with regards to writers that are interested in particular topic areas. Tell, tell us about that site and what you're trying to do. Absolutely. We've kind of uh, grown it over time organically um, as to what readers respond to. So comments on that blog are really something that, that drive our content. And uh, over the years, we've really focused in on the things that, that writers need to know to get started because that's really a difficult space to be in to say, hey, you know, I'd like to join the freelance writing world, but I don't know where to begin. And there was very little on the web for that when I first started. And I think that there is still very little in terms of nuts and bolts information for writers out there, specifics. There's a lot of general information, but not a lot of really how-to, hands-on, you know, step-by-step information. So we've tried to provide that for writers. We've also tried to provide some behind-the-scenes looks at different aspects of the freelance writing lifestyle, insurance, things like that, that that writers find that they need to know about as they go on that journey. So it's really been a variety. We also take little pieces of different types of writing on the web, writing for um, content, writing for magazines, travel writing, food writing, things like that. We feature those here and there. And we also try to talk a little bit about the gear that you have as a freelance writer and keep people up to date on the latest and greatest of what's going on out there in the world. And we're both big iPhone fans, so <laughs> anything that's related to that that can help people in the freelance writing lifestyle. And we've really tried to be a resource for people all phases of their career. And we were fortunate enough, actually, to get recognized by Writer's Digest as one of the top 101 websites for writers last year. So we're making progress. Uh, wow. In terms of traffic, we get quite a bit, and it's very diverse. Uh, we have a, a wide range of people who come and visit our site from educators to brand-new freelance writers to those who have been established for quite some time in a variety of different ways. So it's a really diverse readership, and we have a really good return readership. A lot of the people that tune into us are there on, and very active on the blog. Hmm. So it's been really fun. Any- yeah, it sounds really neat. Are you? Do you have any traffic stats that you could share? I mean, do you have an idea of the readership or RSS feeds or, or any kind of volume? Yeah, of our RSS right now hovers right around 135, and mm-hmm. uh, that goes up and down based on the time of year, the time of day. <laughs> it's right, very, right. Uh, our traffic is really, it's, it's hard to establish right now because we've just gone through the holiday season. But we right, range right. from between, I would say, Solid one to four hundred hits a day with a really good page depth. So that's mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. And again, the nice part about it is we're such a niche blog that that high readership number isn't necessarily what we're shooting for. We're looking for the return traffic. You know, and I don't have my Google Analytics statistics in front of me right now to tell you exactly what those numbers are. But we have a good repeat business, and that's what we were looking for. Is not necessarily to get a lot of people with a high bounce rate, so they're there and then they're gone, but to get those people coming back and really spending time on the site and looking through the pages and and coming back again and again. And I think we've accomplished that. Mm. I'll have to visit with Joe on the show sometime. He's a great guest, and he, he and I can geek out with uh, with technology and oh, strategy absolutely. that you have to grow the business and SEO, link building strategy, and all kinds of fun mm-hmm. stuff. But I won't bore you with all that stuff now. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me a little bit about. <clears throat> 
the um, well, first of all, I want to tell everybody that the domain is freelance-zone.com, just so everybody is, is, is in tune with that. Um, and, um, but second of all, tell me about what you perceive to be the wants and the needs of freelance writers. What are they looking for? What seems to be hot uh, on the plate of information that you provide to them? Right, absolutely. I think, you know, the thing that freelance writers struggle with and the thing that I struggled with in the beginning of my career is tone, voice, and tailoring your pitch. How do you approach someone in a way that they know you read their publication or their website and give them an idea that they can use and get their attention? And I think people struggle with that in the beginning of their career because as they're reading a magazine or as they're looking at a website, they're not necessarily dissecting it in the way that's helpful to them to pitch that website or that magazine, you know, that, that style or voice. Some are casual, some are formal, you know, things like that. What types of topics do they cover? And I think that's a little overwhelming for new freelance writers is how do I actually tailor a pitch that will get attention, especially if you don't have any clips, you know, and clips is something that, that I think is a difficult situation for a brand-new writer because if you don't have clips, how do you get jobs? and stuff like that. But there, there are a lot of ways to do that, and one of them is writing for free, which a lot of established freelance writers will give you the big no, 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 <laughs> never write for free. But, you know, sometimes you have to in the beginning of your career. Write a little bit, get some clips, you know, or write for a nominal fee, and that's fair because you don't have a lot of experience. So I think one of the things that we try to do for freelance writers is provide them with some of that nuts and bolts information at the beginning of their career that they're looking for, which is how to tailor a query, what types of, you know, the one thing that I had a hard time with was when do I follow up, how many times do I email them, you know, what kind of information do I need to ask them for in terms of contracts and things like that. You know, and every publication is very different. So how to get a feel for what to ask, how to be appropriate with an editor, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, one of the questions that we had was, you know, is it appropriate to send editors a Christmas card? You know, so there's just no real good style book, guidebook that tells you in every circumstance. But we do try and provide those basics for people so that they can have that foundation. And also we do respond to questions. So if somebody, you know, comments and says, hey, you know, well, I sent out cards. Is that okay? We'll respond and say, hey, you know, yes, in some situations that's a great idea to establish rapport with an editor that you've been working with, or, ooh, maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> you know, But to mm-hmm. be a real honest resource so that people don't make some of the same mistakes we did when we started, you know, mm-hmm. and help them along the way in their journey. So specifically that type of information, the real nuts and bolts, and also a lot of we've been moving into social media, because I don't think that writers really understand how they can use social media to really drive their blogs and things like that. And there's a lot of simple tweaks that people can do even if they don't know anything about it. So mm-hmm. that's another area that we've tried to focus in on. Well, let's take a, before we, let's take a break here in just a second. And when we, when we bring you back, we'd love for your, your, your take on the new FTC policy requiring disclosure and transparency for bloggers sure. when they're paid for, for assignments. I'd like to learn what, what your take is on that. And uh, so let's take a little break, everybody, back in just a minute with, uh, with some great insight from a, from a hardcore established freelance writer on this new policy. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. 
Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company, the card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle, L-I-T-L-E dot Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Catherine Tooley. Catherine, did you have any thoughts? We'd love to hear them on the new uh, FTC policy. Um, do you want to chime right in, or do you want to explain your take on this? Or Oh, I think I can chime right in. I think, you know, okay. it's been interesting to see as the Internet evolves how people are trying to create boundaries and, um, you know, kind of the policies that are developing out of that. And that's one of them. And, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about it in terms of I don't think that that we've decided, Joe and I, yet what direction we're going to go with it for Freelance Zone. Um, I have another website, which is for dancers, which is uh, a blog for dancers and dance professionals that I'm actually dealing with that issue right now. I'm mm-hmm. accepting advertising for that blog. And I've, I've, in the past, Joe and I have been approached by people who wanted to run an ad and do a blog post as a paid marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. And uh, we weren't prepared at that time to do advertising on our site. That's something that we're including now in 2010. So that's an issue that's really hot for us and that we're mm-hmm. trying to kind of figure out as we go along, what do we want to be? How do we want to handle this disclosure? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's several ways that you can go about it. 
that I've seen that we're kind of debating between. One of them is to have a simple policy listed on your site saying, you know, that we will run paid blog posts as, as advertisement, you know, and then have a disclaimer on those posts saying that this is an advertisement. Mm-hmm. I've had so many people want to run an ad with a blog post saying that their research shows that this is the best way to get customers, that running an ad itself doesn't work for them, that running an ad in conjunction with a blog post, which almost serves as an endorsement of that company mm-hmm. or product. Yep. But also I think for the, for the person who is advertising, you know, a lot of times these days we go to websites and, and there's ads, and you really do tune them out. I do, <laughs> you know, mm, unless they're yep. particularly obnoxious, in which case I don't necessarily think I want to click on them, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that there is an air of legitimacy having the blogger write about that product, and then it does call attention to the ad on the site in a different way. And I think that, that as we move forward, you're going to see a lot of bloggers that are just going to cash in and say, hey, I'll run anything. Go ahead. What do you got? I need to make money, you know, and this is something that that I feel good about. But I think that you're also going to find that those blogs maybe aren't going to get all the traffic. I think that you need to adopt a policy that that at least provides value for your readers Mm -hmm. because that's why they're there. So, you know, maybe on for dancers, it wouldn't be a good idea for me to run, you know, a post on Christmas trees. (laughs) It needs to stay within the topic, the overall topic. And I think that the real struggle comes with, you know, do you endorse that product morally, you know, and is that something that will bother you if it doesn't? Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm going to run the gamut. I think you're going to have people that, you know, will run anything that is related and say, hey, you know what, readers need to sort it out for themselves. They know that stuff like this can run on the web. The disclaimer is right there. It's not my problem. And then you're going to have people who are only going to endorse things that they can get 100% behind and feel good about saying, hey, this is an ad and I am behind this product or service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's something that Joe and I are really sorting through right now in Freelance Zone. And on, for dancers, I've pretty much adopted a, an interesting, I think, way of handling it, which is, I am getting to the point where I'm going to run something that's a disclaimer on my site that says I'm running a series of things that is 10 questions with. And it's 10 questions with advertisers on my site because that way my readers can get to know the advertisers a little bit beyond that ad or that service or that product that they're hawking on the site. It's more about who they are as a person. And it's something that I've worked for a custom publisher before with community guides that were with Chambers of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be a really great approach is to take a business and show them the face behind the business, you know, Mm -hmm. show them the people that are working in the business and give them kind of a window into that world. Let them know who these people are that are running the business. And I think that that is something that I'm going to do with four dancers is show them the advertiser, talk with them about who they are as a person rather than sitting there and providing PR for their ad or their product. And, of course, mentioning it, but kind of showing people what they're about. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. This is such a big topic that it would require hours to talk about it. But let me ask you a few quick questions, which I think would be sure. interesting both for you to answer and for the listeners to listen into. In general, do you agree? agree and support the FTC policy of disclosure and transparency? I would say yes. I don't think it hurts. Okay. I, I think All right. That, that, was, that was part are, of my two, two, prong, two or three-prong question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, question number two, do you think that there are distinctions of disclosure 
that need to be uh, that need to be addressed. In other words, when you're making a blog post, and um, do you think that if it, you're paid for that post, should that post look differently or feel differently? Um, and what should the disclosure statement be on that particular post versus your other posts, which are not paid for? Mm-hmm. Well, I would be a big fan of, and in a perfect world, what I would like to see, and it's the same thing that I want to see as a writer when I go and research. If I'm researching a bunch of different cities and putting together city guides, what I hope and crave is that the websites are organized in a fashion that I can find the demographic information that I'm looking for. You know, So I would love to see it go in the direction of having that type of information listed with a privacy policy and anything else that readers may want to know but doesn't necessarily need to be front and center on the site. That would be in an ideal world. So that if people want to know if you're running paid blog posts, they can look it up and the information is there for them. I don't necessarily think that you have to put big stars around it and a big block around it and say, hey, this is an advertised post in order for that to be responsible to the readers. Does that make sense? Um, it, it does. It does. It, 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 a couple things. First of all, mm-hmm. we have more than a trillion dollars at stake here. Bloggers are, in fact, influencing purchasing decisions to the tune of one trillion dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a remarkable stat. I read it recently. Um, as you know, mommy bloggers, as it's being referred to, you know, stay-at-home mom bloggers, where we're isolated. Right. There are a number of blog communities that are stay-at-home moms that that are now you know exerting tremendous influence on buying decisions and have been for some time. But that that became of great interest to FTC when they when they developed this policy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, forums. You know, as, as you know, there is an entire business behind the scenes: search engine optimization, search engine marketing. Uh, we're beginning to see, you know, unfortunately, the blog world start to get corrupted by link farming and link development, which is affecting sure. listing positions in the search engines. In other words, you know, much like email has been, you know, started out as a wonderful way to communicate, you know, we we all got very frustrated with spam and emails and marketing through that distribution. Mm-hmm. I do worry about blogging, you know, which originated as this method to communicate your take on a particular something happening in the world, right. um, which led to microblogging and Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook and, and other short bursts of information with, once again, your take on the world. I wonder if it's appropriate for my take on the world to be paid for. You know, is it is it therefore my take on the world, or is it my influenced and paid for take on the world? You know. Oh, absolutely, it, and I think that that's we're a, in a conundrum. Really I think no matter what, and and, and I mm-hmm. think that that's the problem. You know, um, but what can be done about it? What are some creative tips and ideas? And I've got a few, and want to hear yours. I loved your idea on who is this that I'm sponsoring? You know, or mm-hmm. a disclosure of here's here's uh, you know this this post is brought to you by XYZ company that I have personally interviewed and uh and 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 uh and click here to see the interview and, and some insight as to why I like what they're doing. Right? Mm-hmm. So you click on that and then it's your, your ten questions. Why do you you know, tell me about your products or whatever it is. It's an endorsement. I mean you know, let's face it, celebrities endorse products all the time, right? And you as a blogger essentially are endorsing a product by promoting it. 
Right. And, um, you know, we've handled that a couple of creative ways that are worthy of just mentioning to the, to the listeners. Remember, Life Tips is a model that drives over a million unique visitors a month. We have hundreds of gurus over there uh, that are creating tips and, and posts, you know, regularly. Uh, we've done some enhancements and revamps, but guess what? We also invite sponsors in there that help mm-hmm. keep the tips flowing and help keep the servers up and running and help, you know, provide paid writing assignments over at Idea Launch now, our other company, um, that we spun off of Life Tips. And, you know, we have a whole business model focused on, on freelance writers and writing. But at Life Tips, what we did, we did this long ago, actually after talking with the Google engineers, believe it or not. The Google engineer said, hey, if, if someone's sponsoring one of your tips at Life Tips, the reader should know where they're going when they click on that link. Mm-hmm. So what they recommended was that we make it look a little different, so we actually italicize those tips that are sponsored. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we do is we put on the title, we, 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 we normally, on most of the tips, it says over there, you know, um, you know, Obashan tip colon, and then the title of the tip. If, if Obashan Hardware is the sponsor of that tip, right, right, it will, mm-hmm. it will, right, it'll say their name, right. So the reader isn't confused that when they click on that link that goes over to Obashan, you know, it, it, it's it, it's a paid for link. It's obvious to the reader, and I think that that is what needs to happen, in my opinion, with with a with with disclosure. It has, needs to be Catherine, sort of a visual disclosure that hey, I'm writing this blog post, but notice it's italicized or it's it's different or I colored it a little bit differently. And at the bottom of it, I say this you know this post is brought to you by da 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 da. You know. I mm-hmm. love your idea. Click here to see why I chose them to why I chose to endorse them. Yeah, I think that's an important thing. And let me backtrack on what I had said before because I don't want you to misunderstand me when I said about starring it and doing stuff like that. What I mean is I don't want that ever on my sites to turn into something that looks cheesy. I don't ever want it to look yeah. like, you know, ring-a-ding-ding, here you go, this is so awesome, you have to check it out, because then it starts to look really campy, and it really takes away from the time and effort that you spend making your blog look professional. So I just want to backtrack and make sure that I'm clear on that, that I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, you shouldn't ever <laughs> disclose, because I do think that's important. And the way I, I like to do it is, is I like to add that at the end, like you were saying, which is really nice, or provide them with some information, like the 10 mm-hmm. questions, that gives them a window into a little bit more than just an ad. Because I think that that is what advertisers are looking for from what I'm hearing on my end. They want not just that banner ad because it's not getting them the clicks. When they run the banner ad with a blog post, that is getting them the click-throughs. And I, I don't think that they have a problem with the transparency either. You know what I mean? They're paying for an ad on your site. And then they're paying for that blog post. And for the blogger, I think it's a great thing because then you can make a little bit more money. Not only are you doing the blog post, but you're doing the banner ad, and those two mm-hmm. things together you can charge a little bit more for. Does that make sense? Right. It does. It does. It. It's funny because this, this conversation, in strange ways, almost doesn't, appear, doesn't really apply to professional writers, right? Mm-hmm. Professional writers make a living writing content. 
You know, and, Absolutely. and of course they write content for people that pay the money. I mean, this is right. what they do for a living. So, you know, I, I think it's quite appropriate that professional writers have blogs and talk about their clients and link to their clients' websites and get paid for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any much wrong with that. Um, we've really struggled with that um, at, at Idea Launch. Um, you know, our clients now, and I, I can't wait for your take on this because um, this is this is a new plan and policy that we have uh, ro- that we're rolling out, and and I want to. You know, I want to get your take on it, and 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 I can't wait to point clients to, to this to get your take on it. But um, <clears throat> to the show. But so here's the challenge. You know, a, a client will come to us and say, you know, listen, we 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 want you to create content for our blog. We want you to create content, you know, maybe on life tips that links over to our blog or our mm-hmm. tip and advice center you build for us. And and by the way, we also want you to create content for our for our our tweets. You know that. That promote sure. the content you're writing for our blogs, and I want it, We want to cross-link it and cross-pollinate it. You know that's mm-hmm. what good content marketing companies like Idea Launch are doing. You know they're helping right. client create content. But the the underlying question for for literally years now has been, well, you know, should this content you know be be ghostwritten? You know, you know, right. and, and should you write this content and stick your CEO's name on it as if they wrote it? And mm-hmm. I think everyone in this industry, including you and I, agree, no, you shouldn't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's not fair game. You know, the, the CEO didn't write that blog post. They shouldn't have their name on it, right? Right, but, right. Um, but there's nothing wrong with having guest writers, they're experts in a topic area, create right. content for a client's blog, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, absolutely. The problem then becomes, okay, we want to disclose who the writer is, right? Mm-hmm. We want to disclose who the writer is, and we want to see their profile information, but we might not want to go to their personal blog because they're writing about things not in our industry. And on their personal blog, we're not going to get a good snapshot of their industry qualifications. Mm -hmm. So we believe we've solved this problem, and I want to get your take on it, by saying, okay, we're going to create a new universe of all of the writers that work at Idea Launch. And mm-hmm. this new domain name, this new universe is going to be called X. We're releasing it actually next week. And it is going to be the holding tank for the profiles and the, the bios, if you will, of all of these expert writers that are out creating content on our clients' websites. Mm-hmm. And our, our clients are going to be able to link over to this new hub, this new uh, place where your profile, it won't have your phone number and your cell phone number. Right. You know, <laughs> Thank it, you. It, it won't, you know, it's not going to, you can't, people can't really connect with you other than saying, hey, I want to hire, uh, you know, Catherine or Joe, because I really see their credentials. I see they, they wrote some content as a guest writer on sure. XYZ Company's site, and hey, they, mm-hmm. they write good stuff, and they've got good clients, and that's cool. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to hire them myself. So right. that's well, that our way around it, mm-hmm. is, to, is to really try to push with our clients disclosure of the, the actual writers creating the content. Um, we think it's a win for you, the writer, and we think it's a win for the client. And, uh, you know, the more credentials you have, the more, robust, you know, the more your name is out there, the, the more power I believe you have. You know, sure, sure. Well, it benefits both ways, you know, because I think that there's a lot of great writers at Idea Launch that people don't really understand aren't just your average content writer. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of content companies out there, but there's not a lot of content companies that have writers that have the skill that 
that you have at Idea Launch, I believe. I mean, I don't write for any other content company. I don't mm. really find them challenging or interesting or that they're up to the standards that I feel as a writer that I write to. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that, that that's valuable for you to show the writers that you have because I don't think most content companies have anything that can compete. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. And, and you know, it's uh, we just – it's funny. When I started my first uh, company in the freelance business, it was called Freelance Access, and it was a graphic arts placement right. agency back in 1992. And mm-hmm. I, I was the only – staffing company stupid enough to actually disclose what our rates were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I said, you know what, this is crazy. Why should there be some jobs that we have a 50% markup job on and some uh-huh. jobs we have a 10% markup job? You know, what's a fair, what's a fair rate? 25% right. to us, 75% to the, to the writers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to the graphic designers and to the, the graphic arts professionals that we were representing. Everyone loved it. You know, it was full mm-hmm. disclosure. It was a transparent policy. Never any mysteries. And that really uh, has inspired me, you know, through Idea Launch and even Life Tips to be, you know, upfront. And, and I think that writers and writing in general needs to follow suit with that sort of methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different with the writing world that we deal in now, um, I wish that we could compensate uh, people, uh, you know, writers, more money. I always, it's funny because I'm sitting with a stack of um, literally tens of thousands of dollars that I'm mailing out as I do every month to freelance writers <laughs> that we represent, mm-hmm. um, which I love doing. I like actually seeing the envelopes on my desk because it just, it just <laughs> makes me happy. Uh, but, but the net of it is, you know, we're, we're, we're entering an age now that is, uh, is more difficult to create content. It requires a team of people to really get involved in creating sensational content. Mm-hmm. Um, you need great editors. I know you work with Carolyn and Holly and some of our other editors here. Um, you need an SEO specialist. You need to create a content map, an SEO map. We're even getting into information maps now rather than just, mm-hmm. oh, here's some blog content. It's like, wait a second, let's look at your site. Let's look at the navigation. Let's look at where your readers are going to find the problems and the, and the solutions they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's harder to create content. And by the way, you need, you know, you need to export content in a format that can be uploaded with timestamps and WordPress and then distributed to Facebook and Word Vision. I mean, this is right. like hard stuff, you know. <laughs> sure. It's hard well, stuff. Being a writer and being skills. a producer like we are, it's hard, you know. <laughs> so, uh, it, and it's costly, but but that's really doing it the right way. And, you know, we began this discussion with, with some, some interesting challenges on the FTC policy, and I think it's going to mm-hmm. take creative thinkers like you that really help resolve the, the disclosure problem and, and, and making its way into doing it, doing it the right way. You know, so I think it's going to be a relief for readers. Actually, going back to what you said about spam and how things have just kind of blossomed out of control. Now, when you Google things, you get ten sites that don't give you the information you want. That are just you know keyword-driven stuff that's a bunch of garbage. And I think people mm-hmm. are really tired of that. And I think they're looking mm-hmm. for that quality content, even if yeah. it is content that has advertisement in it. Give me some meat. Give me something that I can mm-hmm. read that that has some meaning. And I think mm-hmm. that they are looking for that rather than these kind of transparent, you know, oh, it's an article, but really it's just a bunch of SEO words. You know what I mean? I think people will be refreshed by that. 
Well, we're working really hard to also be better leaders of the writing community, um, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to do that, you know, because that's the part of our job we really don't get paid for, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We've had that same problem at, at Life Tips. It's like, you know, we kind of got to put our attention and energy to these wonderful clients that are helping us, you know, grow our business here and pay our bills. Sure. But. Uh, but but we, we're gonna. I really want to reach out to you and Joe and other people in our writing community because I think that if writers can get together and band together in a simple format, you know mm-hmm. why can't we as a writing community find the great websites and vote on the great websites and push content you know as the for, quality content is the forefront for what matters on the web, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's hard to do. But I but I'm I'm really got a lot of ideas and a lot of energy that I want to put into that area. Um, mm-hmm. This new community launching next week, you know, you'll hear about it, and our other internal writers will hear about it, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll slowly try to take the methodology and the madness outwards. But you know, you have to remember that content marketing is, you know, defined as you know the art of listening to the wants and needs of your customers and the science of delivering it to them in a compelling, engaging way. Right. Mm-hmm. Only you possess the last part of that, right? Which is delivering it in a compelling, engaging way. I actually can't do it. I'm a pretty good writer, um, although I'm very critical of myself, so I continue to write and rewrite all the time. But <laughs> it's it's that art, you know, that is that really gifted writers understand, and it's so hard to to replicate that or to find really good writers um, that 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 can, you know, make you smile, um, you know, it, when you read their work, but also make you understand things in, in, new, in new ways. Um, and that's, what, that's what's hard to do. So, good, well, good, I appreciate good. the vote of confidence. It helps being <laughs> on a team where you enjoy working with the people. Though. I mean, like you said, the, the nice part about working with Idea Launch is the fact that I'm just asked to bring to the table my skills. I'm not asked to, you know come up with the cat map. I'm not asked to, you know, I mean, I am able to bring to it what I can bring to it and let other people bring to it what they can is their strengths. And I think that that's, that's a definitely, it's a great team effort, you know. So. Well, it's funny because not only do you need to combine those elements, but our client, and, and this is where I think, this. I want your take on this too because this is really interesting. So you know that we put together a a tool set called Word Vision, and you've probably poked at it a little bit, and you know, and we're going to get our writers a little bit more acclimated to it. But Word Vision is, I think, the first ever tool set that says, "Hey, I wrote content. What impact did it have on a client's business?" Mm-hmm. It, it's remarkable, right? Think about that challenge of that. You know, you write. 100 articles for a client, which you've done dozens of times for dozens of our clients, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, this, you know, the, the $6 million question is, what impact did that have? What impact did your work have? And we're getting better at, 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 you know, at, at really training our clients on how to use Word Vision and really mm-hmm. digging deeply into the, into the performance aspect of it. But the bottom line is this tool set can begin to quantify the, the, the improved listing positions that, the, uh, that content can have, um, it can quantify, the, therefore, the increased traffic that was derived from those improved listing positions. And for the first time ever, it can derive the decrease uh, in user acquisition cost as defined by your advertising spend overall divided by the number of people that take action on your site engaged by this, this content. So 
it's pretty cool stuff to start putting science and numbers into words. Absolutely, and, and I mean, just speaking as a blogger, that's the same thing that you're doing with Google Analytics as a tool yeah. is, you know, yeah. measuring your impact. I mean, you know, it's exactly. great to write posts and put them out there, but who's reading yep. them? When are they reading them? Why are they yep. reading them? You know? Yes, so. it's so cool. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, the, you, you bingo, you just hit it right on the nail on the head there. You know, seeing a, going in your Google Analytics account and seeing which of your posts is most popular. I mean, Right, it's, it's huge, and it's never the one you stuff. think it is. <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, it's, it's been so delightful that... having your show. I know our producer George wanted to ask you a question. George, do you oh, still sure. have interest in chiming in? Yes, just one quick question of that. When I first tried to start, when I was coming out of college, did a little of my share of freelance writing. You know, they uh-huh. recommend you go ahead and buy the writer's market book and take a look at what right. magazines you can try to go through. So. For those that are doing blogging and also trying to do brick and mortar, do you feel that's just something where brick and mortar publications trying to submit to them is becoming more extinct? That you should just wait for the transition for these brick and mortar companies to now start using blogging more as a tool to, you know, and then allow freelancers to be paid and be compensated for putting out content? Yeah, it's an interesting shift. I don't think brick and mortar is dead, to tell you the truth. I'm still making a real good living off that. <laughs> I think, and the reason why is because they have not yet figured out how to transition. They have not yet figured out what that magic blog is or that magic website content is. It's all in flux right now, you know. So, so, I, is your question, what would you do? What would you try and go into then? What What are you recommending to you, to people that are um, that would still like to try to make some money? so many content to brick and mortar is that it's a harder market absolutely viable still yeah you can still do it you can still do it especially if you can look at a trade magazine if you can look at a trade magazine they've not yet really managed to jump to the web a lot of them are still you know your magazines that are going out if you have an area of expertise that you can look at and a trade magazine and you can do that without buying a writer's market you can google it google your topic google writing and it will come up you know, much as I did with dance, I started with that. And if you can can break into a trade magazine, that's one perfect way to do print. And I think until kind of all the dust settles with this web versus magazine thing, I think that you can still get into print. And I think it's still a viable viable thing to get into because it pays a lot more than most web websites do these days. 